Hey guys, this is a future Jason and Clay here. Hi, from the future of what we just recorded. We just wanted to let you know that this video does have a lot of spoilers for the movies we discussed. So if you haven't watched them yet, buyer beware. Yeah, go watch the movies. Go watch all three of these movies. You won't hate us for it. And if you do, we we like hate. And uh, then watch this review and then give it a thumbs up and do all that stuff that YouTubers tell you to do because it helps the algorithm. What he said, that guy right there. All right, guys. Yeah. Uh, so thanks and enjoy this episode. Just hear those bells jingling and ting, ting, tingling too. We're just pants poopingly happy because it's the holidays, everybody. Hooray. Welcome. Sorry, just had a little difficulty here. If you can still hear my bell ringling, just let me know and I'll cut it off. It just adds to the whimsy and merriment. Let it, let it ride. Yeah, I, uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say something about this stupid hat, but I can't uh, remember what I was going to say. You stole it from an elf that was dead. I did. I did. He, he was bloated. He had a big bottle of Jack in one hand, and it looks like he, he went out with a bang. So no fault to that poor elf. But yeah, There are mortal creatures, elves. You don't have to worry. You can, <laughs> okay. you can kill them with wanton abandon, and there's no moral implications. Woohoo! Then I've got so much elf blood on my hands. I just need to let you know that right now. <laughs> no gifts for the children this year, this Yule Tide. <laughs> well, guys, welcome to Cinematic Suffering. This is our special holiday edition. And I'm Jason. I'm Clay. And, Christmas uh, Clay. Yeah, Christmas Clay. And welcome, you ho ho hoes. That's right. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta, I gotta get right here. That's just getting in the way yeah so it, it's weird that we didn't have um <laughs> that we didn't have a actual like a halloween episode we haven't had any special episodes over this past year except yeah. for now why we are just we just let it go that? i mean it's it seems like a no-brainer that we would do something for halloween but every day is halloween when you're part of the cinematic suffering crew that's right. When you're part of this, the CS universe, uh, where there's many multiverses around and right. things just kind of collab and bulkheads and it gets crazy around here. So, all right. Well, Clay, uh, we, we, we sat down. We didn't sat down. We didn't sat down. We, we, we uh, did messaged, we messaged it at each other and we're like, Hey, let's do like a special, uh, horror Christmas event. And um, you suggested three holiday-themed Christmas movies. And as a little aside, I hate to give props to any kind of the streaming services because for the most part, I resent them. But I got to say, as a horror fan, you kind of, it's kind of an embarrassment of riches, as my buddy Tony put it. And I I love that term. Uh, Shudder's great. Yeah, I, I, you know, I hate to, I almost hate to give them props because I wish that they gave us money, but um, it's great. I mean, it's like we, we have endless amounts of entertainment. Who knew that there were so many Christmas themed horror movies to pick from? And we were able to watch three almost in on three crazy nights in a row. And uh, we have three Christmas horror movies to talk about this episode. 
Yeah, I thought uh, I saw several. Uh, I suggested to Clay because uh, I just seen him come through my queue. I've seen people suggest him. I was like, uh, let's try to see something that's going to be somewhat enjoyable for both of us and not a horrendous slog. Because I think we like to sit through those slogs when we're both at the same at the same time. Yeah, we, I, we, I like to bitch about those movies in real time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we, we found a couple. I think the first one that came up on our list was It's a Wonderful Knife. It's a Wonderful Knife. That's the first one that we both watched. It's a uh, 2023 film directed by Tyler McIntyre and written by Michael Kennedy. And uh, that's they don't have a whole ton of, of credits aside from that. McIntyre wrote the script to Five Nights at Freddy's. Oh. Um, so I haven't seen it yet, but my I spider mean. sense tells me it's a real piece of crap. But that's just my spider sense is often uh, faulty. So yeah, I've I've heard things about Five Nights at Freddy's for sure. Um, but never played the games. But they just it seems like something that wouldn't translate well to the to the cinematic universe, and the the, the reviews kind of reflect that from what I've seen. But I don't want to judge a movie I haven't seen. But yeah, well, I mean, it also it, there's a bunch of spawns that you know of similar movies that came out that were like based on five nights at freddy the video game but they weren't called five nights at freddy um there's several out there nick cage is in one where he doesn't say a word throughout the entire movie oh yeah what did matt not maddie but um i know what you're talking about it's yeah. got a very five nights at freddy's vibe about it yeah there's a couple of those movies out there where the anima animatronics come to life but we digress this we're not talking about five nights at freddy's we're we are talk not about. we are talking about this uh, movie. I don't. I almost <laughs> call it a fine movie. It's a very flawed movie, but we'll get into that. The basic premise, and let's just do a real quick run through of the cast. Uh, the big cast in this, some faces that you'll recognize. Uh, Jane Widop plays the main character Winnie, and uh, Joel McHale is probably one of the more recognizable faces. It plays her dad, and Justin Long, who everybody knows as the Mac guy and the guy in the original uh, Jeepers Creepers that got his eyeballs yoinked out as the... Oh, uh, spoilers! <laughs> <laughs> if you, if, shame on you if you haven't seen it by now. I, I hope I ruined it for you. Um <laughs> But he's the main bad guy in this one. And the whole setup is that it's basically, it's a wonderful life, uh, but it's done as a, as a holiday-themed slasher film. She wishes that she was never born, and then she goes, sees her life as if she wasn't there, but there's also a serial killer loose. And hilarity is meant to ensue. <laughs> it's um, meant to ensue. Yeah. I, I will say that I, I do like Justin Long a lot, and I... I've been a fan of his for a long time, ever since that Jeepers Creepers. Uh, he's a really funny actor, and I, I think he does a, a great job in this. He's just totally hamming it up, eating the eating the camera up with his fake teeth and his his, his weird uh, presentation. Tan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I think he did a great job. I think though, there's that there's this one actor who's in there. She she's Cassandra Nod. Okay. Um, that she played in. Oh man, that movie that well, she's the one that has the large birthmark on her face. That right, was I was and I was definitely gonna bring her up. She plays the uh, girlfriend of Aunt Gail, who was played by Catherine Isabel, who I really like. This is um, and we can get into this, but this is a movie where it's one of these frustrating movies where the supporting cast is way stronger than the 
protagonist. Yeah. Um, you know, no, no disrespect to, to Jane Widop, but her character, I couldn't relate to her. I didn't like her. And she, I found her to be irritating. And, every, and she was surrounded by all these people who's, I like their characters better. I like their performances yeah. better. <laughs> it was, uh, there's this like, they're trying to blend this kind of like a uh, fine line between drama and then also, you know, this kind of a horror comedy thing that was going on. So it was, it was kind of rough when it came to pacing and things like that tone was all off yeah. it was uh, it was a movie that um i i kept being reminded of totally killer which we talked about in one of our previous episodes which was a similar theme and similar plot device in a way it was time travel instead of i was never born kind of thing and it 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 utilized a lot of the same kind of uh comedy beats but it did it so much better i actually smiled and chuckled during that movie i didn't even crack a smile during this one for the most part yeah. i was i found it to be kind of irritating in a lot of places yeah i i questioned some uh things when it came to the story and the, the what was going on so i i have to admit that there was i was confusing this with uh the other movie, the other time show, what was it called again? It's called Totally Killer. Totally, totally Killer. That I was about to bring up. Oh yeah, what about that time machine that the girl had that she just stuck a knife in and it worked? And I was like, oh wait a minute, that's not this movie. <laughs> that's not this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just forgot. I was about to bring it up too. I was like, no, this is a totally different movie. This is <laughs> show showing your age there, son. <laughs> so yeah, th and I I did mean mention Cassandra Nod before because uh, she, we did see her in uh, influencer influencer which i thought she was outstanding in but in Just this a movie totally wasted talent in this. yeah yeah and this one she did absolutely nothing she was a background to this i think she maybe said two lines if that she, she had such a minimal role it was such a waste of talent yeah. because she was such a uh she was such a strong character in influencer she had such a good presence about her and and just really yeah. inhabited this evil role without overdoing it and then this mm -hmm. one she's a supporting character to a supporting character she's right. the uh, aunt's girlfriend and it's like okay yeah i know and i was like i was like very happy when i first saw her appear i was like oh awesome she's in this you know i was like oh maybe she'll be more integral to the plot she'll be uh, no absolutely not she's just background filler pretty much be like if al pacino was the mailman he's like here's your <laughs> mail it's like okay here's your mail. <laughs> there's a lot of ads in here okay Al. now i can't remember i i do remember certain things about the original it's a wonderful wonderful life um and i know there's they're, they're trying to mirror and parallel some of the things in that movie but i don't i don't really remember it's a wonderful life having this uh plot where he's encountering a, a town full of people who are just mesmerized by this one man who's buying up everything and he's actually some kind of demonic spirit and that's where i felt everything was just falling apart oh no i'm glad you brought up those two things because i'll uh, like I'll, I'll comment on them in order number one it's the one of the main failings of this movie is that it stars a bunch of young people who have absolutely no context for it's a wonderful life this that film doesn't even mean anything to us and and 
Right. You know, like I turned 50 not that long ago. That The film is so old that I don't even care about it that much. I barely know what it's about because it right. was on in the background. I found it boring when I was a child. So <laughs> I don't know why they thought it was clever to, I, I feel like they came up with a, a title and, and the premise was clever enough that they just kind of forged ahead without thinking that it has no there's no emotional pull. There's no social, like, you know, cultural relevance to yeah. it. So that was annoying. And uh, the, the second part was that annoyed me that you brought up how this guy had this magical ability to hypnotize everybody in the town. They just pulled that out of the thin air. And yeah. I guess their justification was, is that, um, okay, there's a mystical kind of impetus for the plot so we can do any other kind of mystical bullshit that we want we can just shoehorn it in there which i which pissed me off yeah yeah it, it was very unsatisfying i was very annoyed with it that <laughs> this you know i was like okay i was on board with you know her not you know just like it's a wonderful life you know he, uh, i don't remember much like you said from from the movie but i know the basic premise is him he's about to kill himself and then james or whatever the guy's name is clarence whoever clarence is the angel. yeah yeah he, he's he's about to kill himself and the angel steps in and said well you know don't do this or whatever anyways <laughs> i i i wish but, i was never born i wish i was never born kind of thing and so that's the premise pretty much and the it doesn't but we know from that original film there was no evil entity controlling a town. Yeah, we know it's like – so I was just wondering, I, why couldn't they have gone into another different direction where she tries to set things right by trying to stop the serial killer? Because the premise is she stops the serial killer in her own timeline, but it ruins her life because the town or the bigwigs blame her for his death, which she did. She killed the, the serial killer who happened to be the big town um, – go-to guy right the big yeah he, guy he was like the, the the local uh you know kind of big dick in town i'm sorry i couldn't think of a better way to say it he's <laughs> just like he's he's the big guy in town and we're not spoiling anything by the way because if you've watched the trailer they tell you this it's one yeah, of those rare movies where um who who did it is never even in question you're just told from the beginning that this is the antagonist so it's like it's okay. I'm not saying that, that there needs to be this big reveal of who the killer is, but they right. still don't do that much interesting with it. It was, I, I, you know, it, my biggest problem with it, you know, aside from those plot holes that you're bringing up that are just gaping plot holes is that yeah. none of the jokes landed. I couldn't identify what, all these characters that I liked are just ancillary characters and it was annoying and cringy and, and, um, yeah, <laughs> you said yeah, you, you you faded out on dumb there. So I, I was like, is he so dumb or is he, is he going on to another? Is he going? Is he going to be gonna... more articulate than that guy? It's just dumb. It was just watching her flounder around at the end of the movie doing the Ebenezer Scrooge. It's Christmas and everything's good. Shit just made right. me want to kill everything. Like... Yeah, yeah. This is this is like this is uh, this is we're all. Uh, I'll just put a little disclaimer at the beginning that this is a spoiler or whatever, but uh, yeah, you no, know, grow up. That's how life is. <laughs> but you know, we see the what happens to her in the the credits of the film. So she stops the serial killer, and that that's the main driving force for when she wishes that she wasn't even around because she has PTSD after it. I thought that was a legitimate. Um, 
something they could have worked with. But. Something they could have worked with. She had PTSD, you know, because she killed a guy, even though he was a serial killer. She's recovering from her best friend being killed. And no, and everyone's treating her like nothing happened the year before, you know, when this is a very uh, still raw experience for her. And then she just, you know, goes on, you know, where she wishes she was never existed. And then some magical thing happens. And then she's in the transport in this other dimension where if she never existed, this killer would continue his rampage and would continue to kill throughout the years, you know, and for some reason it would not get stopped. But uh, so I was hoping that we would see her finally uncover who he is, you know, go on to this, this, these little adventures to try to get the people to believe that who the real killer is and that he was you know and reveal who he is and then you know expose him and then hey every the, the talent is great and they know who killed but it was it just drifted off into the supernatural even more supernatural than not wishing to be born thing. yeah like um, um i was thinking of for some reason my mind went to the this is a kind of a weird thing to think about but I, my mind went to the movie big like remember how good of a movie big was yeah, and it was because there there was this ridiculous, absurd premise that, you know, like that they asked the audience to go on. But then the rest of the movie was so grounded and the performances kind of uh, were so good and pushed you through the narrative and took you along that you accepted this this uh, premise that this little boy made a wish on a thing and then became right. the thing. As soon as they start bringing in mind control and this guy is this, this Pied Piper character, it's yeah. like it yeah. kind of that's the last straw in a movie that's already pissing you off because it's <laughs> yeah. so bad. I mean, like literally everybody was better than the main character. Her her romantic and sidekick interest, who I, however you want to say it, her like romantic lead, yeah, I found to be a hundred percent more charming than her (laughs) i think i think in the end for me it was an it was an average movie it wasn't the greatest i think i was entertained up until you know now i'm not saying entertaining as being you know overwhelmed entertained but it kept my interest i saw some cool kills and you know the ending sucked but you know I give it. It was an average movie for me. No, it wasn't. It wasn't terrible. I just wish that it it it, it set out to do two things to be um, three things. Let's say it, it set out to be kind of charming and capture Christmas in this in this novel way to um, kind of have some good serial killer stuff and to be funny. And I felt that it fell short in all three ways. But like many of the movies we review, it had the best intention. So yeah, yeah. mediocre at best. So mediocre um, at best. Yeah, like I'm um, not trying to rush, but uh, we got three of these to go through, and I right. feel that we're on to bigger and better movies. Do you want to do the Sacrifice Game next or Christmas Bloody Christmas? Which one do you uh, want to say till last? Let's jump into Christmas Bloody Christmas. Okay, excellent. So uh, Christmas Bloody Christmas is a 2022 movie directed and written by Joe Begos. Uh, apologies, Mr. Begos, if I'm saying your name incorrectly. And uh, his other credits in uh, include a movie called uh, VFW and Bliss, both of which look pretty kind of entertaining or at least interesting. And um, one bit of trivia about this movie the basic setup is uh, imagine uh, Silent Night, Deadly Night, but the uh, but the main character is the Terminator, who's also Santa. That's right. the, yeah. the basically the premise: serial killer who's uh, a robot that looks like Santa Claus. Right. Um, the film was originally he was originally pitching a remake of Silent Night, Deadly Night, 
and that fell through. So he pitched this idea that he just came up with. And they said, no, it's too different from the original pitch that you were given us. And but he decided that he liked it so much anyway that he was going to work up a script, did that during the pandemic and ended up making his movie, which we're getting ready to review now. Right. Yeah. And uh, I remember you watched it before me or you you got a, a little head start on me and you're like, boy, this movie sure says fuck a lot. <laughs> they love to start off with uh, all the dirty swear words. I mean, they say the F word so many times that the um, the subtitles can't keep up with it. They literally can't keep up with all the fuck no. words. They don't even make sense they don't. in the context of the sentence. Uh, just just firing so many F bombs off. And I'm not saying that's a drawback in the movie. For I'm seeing like the IMD, uh, IMDb and Rotten Tomatoes and Shutter scores are all kind of like middling. They're kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. they're kind of. Yeah. Uh, but I will say I I enjoyed it. I I really enjoyed Riley Dandy and Sam Delich. Their their characters are Tori and uh, Robbie, and they they really have a great interaction with each other. I love how the actors are conversing, and it feels uh, like real and natural conversation. Maybe not too real because there are some like meta kind of like moments though but there's there's some arguments they have that i've had with friends of mine and they talk about metal they talk about you know horror and well they're both and, um they're they, they're both work in a music store and like an album store so they're both immersed in the music world one would assume the metal world is what they lean towards so that yeah. i could see how we could both kind of get into that yeah and I, I, I did have my doubts uh, at the beginning just because, you know, I, you always have the have your doubts because I've always seen Christmas Bloody Christmas come across my shutter stream, you know, uh, watch not my watch list, but you'll see it come across. And I was like, uh, yeah. next, you know, and I'll, I'll yeah, like it's asking a lot. <laughs> yeah. So I was figuring like, let's let's give it a try. And yeah, it it. You look, it's not a perfect movie. Don't get me wrong. Uh, there's some no. stuff that I feel they do horribly wrong. But at the same time, it is a fun movie. And I was engaged fully into the uh, the crazy antics of these kids. I, yeah, like I, I enjoyed it too. Like, I've, like you, I have criticisms of it. I feel like, uh, tell me if you disagree with this. I feel like uh, Joe Bigos... The, the, sees himself as kind of a contemporary or, you know, an understudy of, of Tarantino and that he tried to fill his movie with a lot of poppy dialogue yeah. and that the characters are constantly riffing and, and saying witty things at one another. It falls a little bit short and that yeah. the acting can't stay up to Tarantino. It's a high bar to, to reach for. Yeah. But, I, I know, thought, like, yeah, I, I agree. There is some, uh, Tarantino isms, uh, or, uh, homages to him or influence for sure uh i i thought the characters i thought the actors did fine you know for what they had and yeah uh, it it was a fun low budget romp and the uh the end scene where like i was kind of like there were things that, that kind of bugged me about it and i was kind of like teeter-tottering <laughs> on the with the movie throughout yeah. and but what pushed me over into really appreciating it and enjoying it and, and try urging people to see it and enjoy it for the silly low budget romp that it is was the finale of the movie. You could yeah. tell that it was, it was a very obvious um, homage to the, to the climax of the first Terminator. Terminator. Film. Yep. And, 
you know, like you're, you're never going to reach those heights again, but <laughs> it was, it was so much fun. Like they, you could tell that they just put everything. It's, it was the, the almost literal kind of fireworks finale of the yeah. movie because there's so much sparks and, and blood and chaos and explosions. Explosions. And, yeah. yeah. That it was, uh, it was hard to not kind of appreciate what they were trying to do and and you know kind of go along for this vulgar ride there's <laughs> unnecessary amounts of 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 cunnilingus and oral activities and which hey fine man that's you know hey, put, hey, it's yeah. a horror movie make it as vulgar as you want I mean, uh, there's there's one great part, you know, the first of the uh, <laughs> with the couple is in this toy store and you hear them like talking to each other while the, the robot killer is walking around. And she's like, if you don't get this right, uh, you'll have to eat my ass. And he's like, well, why don't I just eat your ass anyway? She's like, well, go for it. And then you see the camera. His face goes right into her butt and right I into started, her dump truck of an ass yeah <laughs> i was laughing my ass and i started uh, and then when the next uh graphic not really graphic but it, you know the guy starts uh you know the friend starts performing cunningling us on the main character and he's <laughs> ripping into her and you actually almost see like like you know he's going in and i'm like oh my god <laughs> That was well, just... I I got the idea that he was blowing lint out of her belly button. I was like, "That's you're you're a good six inches north of the goal, there, buddy." But who? Am well, I yeah, the, some of those things. But when he for that first time when he goes down and you see him pull her panties apart and you start see and he goes in and I was just like, "All right, then, now we're getting into some softcore porn. Let me get some wine <laughs> real quick. Hot. I need yeah, to turn gonna... the lights down." <laughs> yeah, it was it, like, and it, it, it's one of the things that kind of made it an endearing movie because um you know part of the reason that i've always loved horror and especially what got me into it as a as a you know rowdy teenager was that it, it's this you know it's it's this other kind of genre it's a subgenre it's 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 gross it's vulgar it's crass it's it's base but it's like yeah man i mean that's the kind of art i like is the stuff that kind of pisses off some people disgusts <laughs> others and fills others degenerates like myself with giddy delight Oh yeah, yeah. I was filled with giddy delight because I, I I even messaged you. I was like, oh my god, this movie has everything. <laughs> it does. Oh it. Uh, yeah, it makes you swearing and uh, uh, yeah, ass eating and yeah. It's a it's another it's uh, that was another Tarantinoism. I felt like Joe, uh, our director, Mister Joe here, was saying like, you know how Quentin Tarantino uh, just kind of puts his fetishes out there, like just booties and feet and stuff. That's what he likes in his <laughs> movies. I'm gonna put it out there that I like eating ass. Yeah. Pussy. I, you know like he's like it's on his resume or something <laughs> yeah and these these characters drink an ungodly amount of alcohol like oh the my liquor god is flowing like waterfalls and i'm just thinking <laughs> i'm getting sick to my stomach thinking because like, i drink you know when i have like four shots i'm already like feeling it but these people Fucking are like, hammered and I'm yeah, a they're... pretty seasoned drinker. I'm not an alcoholic, even right. though I've been drinking wine throughout this whole podcast. But <laughs> um, like I, I was saying the same thing, like when when I was watching them, like every other scene, they're taking like double shots. Of, yeah of bourbon i'm like they would be puking out of their eyeballs oh and barely able to walk much less than uh <laughs> run away from a, a robot killer trying to come out yeah like when they go home to have sex i was saying like this is a crime for both participants <laughs> <laughs> breaking the law right now 
let's uh, let me uh, go into some uh, consistencies that I found throughout the film that I was just yeah. I would have to take note of. Uh, for one thing, there was a lot of screaming of behind you behind you and there were probably like four or five separate instances where people were like behind you behind you and they're like and you know someone's like oh, don't gonna work on me don't work on me and then they get killed from behind and it happened cons several consistent times so i was very yeah. glad to see that consistency throughout the film that there's someone was yelling behind you behind you um windshields getting ripped off those front the front windshields of cars just getting ripped off uh, there's at least yeah, three times right. at it. Three or four times that happened. I was like, oh, okay, they're consistent about the windshields coming out at least. <laughs> um, but I, I just thought, and then you know, you mentioned the ending, and it, it was totally an homage to the Terminator. But I was just by the, but even the Terminator had a limit to what yeah. it could and couldn't do. And then it finally was, you know, in the Terminator, he gets crushed. And Jesus Christ, this fucking Santa monster was crushed, <laughs> blown up, electrified. Uh, I don't, you know, his yeah. skin melted off, it shot, and and I was just waiting. For, I was just hoping for it to end eventually. I was just like, okay, yeah. like there was a you could. It was it was funny because it's like that's where all I want all the money to go is is into pyrotechnics. It's like okay, but we're not gonna have enough money to make any of the gore effects look like anything but just silly rubber heads. I don't care. I want cars to explode. <laughs> I want Santa to explode and then just a a blossom of fireworks by the end of the film. Yeah, it was it was exhausting to watch that. I don't know how long <laughs> that end scene went on, but it was just like a you and you think oh she's gonna crawl out into the street and be saved or you know that's the end but nope he's still coming after she does something and then he falls <laughs> down you think he's dead and she's well that's the end oh nope he's coming back yeah there's eventually we're just like okay movie let's let's wrap it up here yeah <laughs> it's so self-indulgent by the yeah. end but um, but oh, I, I was was glad to see all the explosions and the the the, the it's fun yeah it was really fun don't get me wrong don't get me wrong but some things just need to take a breather <laughs> take a stand back sometimes well, one other consistency that I want to add to your um, to, to to your good uh, observations about consistent themes is the amount of just migraine-inducing, eye-bleeding LED lights everywhere. <laughs> like, did you? <laughs> You could go to into the bar and it's just like just sizzling. It's giving you a sunburn. There's so much light, and then they go home and every picture frame and everything is just burning your retinas out. Yeah. It's just it's, it was just an assault of LED lights. Yeah, everywhere. and then they and then they take it to the next level because it kept accelerating. So by the end, the the robot Santa is now emitting those beams out of his head, <laughs> and it comes flips around and even when it flips around and looks towards the camera it feels like they're beaming into your your eyes you know like this yeah. shouldn't be happening why is the reflection of the eyes on the wall behind me it's it, it was crazy it was a lot but um it's one of those movies that was uh like it i don't know it was like if it if it had been more competent in in some ways i uh, like wouldn't have liked it as much it's it's this is a perfect movie if you have friends over, if it's a friend-based Christmas and, and you just have a friend group instead of a family. Like, let's yeah. say you ate your family and, <laughs> and you just like hanging out with your degenerate drinking buddies and you all like horror movies and fucked up stuff. This is the perfect movie to throw on because it's it's Christmas, but it's anti-Christmas in a way. Yeah. So it was, it, I, I recommend it if you like goofy, fun nonsense. 
Yeah, yeah, I, I had a fun time with this. So I'd give it a little higher rating than maybe uh, IMDb. I'd give it more of like a seven, but they give it like a five point one. So I'd put, bring it up a little bit more because it was just a really, it was a fun ride. I, I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the characters. Um, I enjoyed the the violence and the raunchy debauchery that was going on. So I'm all into it. Yeah, like bands like Ghoul and Guar and stuff like that is are definitely not for everybody, but they're for the people that like it, and that's right. that's Christmas Bloody Christmas. Absolutely. All right, Clay, let's head on to our last, but certainly not least. Definitely not least. The Sacrifice Game was a 2023 film directed by Jen Wexler and written by Sean Redlitz and Jen Wexler. And this is hands down, I imagine we'll both agree, is, is definitely the most competently executed, written, conceptualized uh, cinematography. All of the things that make a, a, a horror film kind of stand out among the fray. This is this is it. This was a, a really good one, in my estimation. Yeah, yeah. And it, it throws a little curveball at you near the end, but um, it. it I, I'm not going to say I wasn't even like I felt like I could predict what was going to happen. Um, I knew bad people were going to get their comeuppance and I was very happy to see that. But the bad people were bad people and they yeah, were real bad. And you just wanted to see them die and you just wanted to hopefully they get tortured in the in the process. So, you know, we, we get this uh, we get the opening scene is pretty much them this band of like four people i think and they're very just, charles manson-esque oh very charles manson yes just going to homes uh slaughtering people and we don't know why they're slaughtering people in their homes um but it eventually reveals itself as the movie progresses um but then we're kind of transported to this all-girl um, boarding school in the middle of nowhere you know in the in the mountains or the snow or whatever and it yeah, it starts jumping into some cool themes and uh, moods, and it it, it 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 may be somewhat of a slow burn. I don't know if I even want to call this a slow burn because I I I, I wouldn't call it that because yeah, I don't you know, think I like will. if you if you enjoy good acting and just really damn good uh, cam just camera work, sound design, score, like all of the check boxes that that make film geeks kind of perk up it 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 does a really good job on all of them the um the the main characters in the film madison baines uh and georgia atkin chloe levin and and that's just the main characters all of the supporting characters and the antagonists everybody is really damn good in this yeah yeah the uh when uh, i talk i think about the killers um they're, they're all very four distinct personalities they're all not the same raving lunatics that you think uh, a manson-esque kind of killer would be there you know they all have a purpose they all have a design they all have their own motivations for why they are doing this and the actors who are doing it are uh, the, who's the one actor that it was part of the four killers he was the, the one with a car <laughs> that they uh Oh, I, I don't I don't remember the characters' names, but he was the shaggy hippie looking dude that was yeah. the most Manson esque of the the, the crew. He, He's yeah, the his, one that looked the most like Charles Manson. Yeah, the character's name was Doug, and he gave some mm -hmm. kind of comedic relief to to yeah. the movie, which is really kind of heavy. Some of the heavy topics, you know, as far as m just murdering people, that's heavy enough. But um, uh, 
so he he lent kind of a, a comedic aspect to it, but we still put on a, a good performance that you know he's a psycho. Um, you look well, at and they're um and again like uh, their their motivation. Oh, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. I'm not going to say it anymore. You're going to get spoilers. Um, <laughs> but their their motivation is that they're trying to perform this ritual and they they commit so many murders and their the end point is this boarding school that's like a I get the idea that it's a, it's a Catholic boarding school. It's a very religious kind of oppressive religious kind of overtones to it. Yeah. But they have a library that's got like necronomicon type shit in the in the basement. Yeah. And that's where the killers are going to and what they're trying to do is unleash a demon that's going to give them all of their their best wishes, all right. of their well, desires. I think that's a point they made in the movie. It was like they, they were trying to summon a demon. They right. didn't realize they were actually unleashing a demon because uh, we find out that the demon has been there the entire time and it has pretty much influenced these uh, these killers to come back and think they're performing a ritual to re- to summon the demon, but they're actually performing a re- ritual to release the demon. And that's this demon's overall evil plot, you know, scheme and the innocents at the school kind of get caught up in the, the mass murder aspect of it. (laughs) Well, and you know, like one, it was one of those movies that you weren't quite sure there was a point in the movie, let's say about like uh, the tail end of the second act where you were starting to, where you'd start to kind of uh, throw out your own theories. And I liked I liked what they did. I liked the resolution there. You know, that's, that's probably the way I would have gone too. Yeah. But in a way I was kind of sad that it wasn't my initial, like my initial prediction was that um, the, like that the main girl that ends up being the demon that they, that they uh, like that they're unleashing. I just, I wanted her to be just this very troubled young lady that's so, uh, that's such a psychopath and, and so sociopathic that she's able to get into people's heads and make them and manipulate them. I wanted yeah. it to be that. Instead, she was a, just an actual demon, you know, yeah. which, which they did great. The, the, you know, no shade to the movie that the, that they went that route. I, probably would have liked it a little bit better if the twist was there is no uh you know supernatural element there it's it's literally it's all about you know weakness of mind and and people's ability to to kind of manipulate folks like that yeah yeah i don't think uh i i even thought of that when i was watching the movie because you know sometimes you know i don't i wasn't even trying to call it i think i was I think from the moment that uh, I think I kind of knew that that girl was going to be the demon anyways, but the, yeah, the lead up to that, I didn't even think of that, but that, that's a, that'd be a cool, yeah, alternate kind of ending to it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, I didn't um, even thought of that. Some great performances and, and um, some consistently good, you know, plot developments and dialogue, character development, all that stuff is really good. Yeah, I think for anybody like walking by, like uh, my wife wasn't sitting there watching it, but she was walking by every once in a while. And there's some there's some things that she walked by. And she's like, oh, is this like another funny games kind of thing? And I'm, that's crazy that she brought that you brought that up. I, yeah. I, I, I was reminded of that movie in a way. And yeah, strangers. strangers. And strangers, yeah. That uh, yeah, it's like now I had to I was like, well, I mean, yeah, I guess there is a similarity there. 
but uh, it doesn't have that full nihilistic view you know of what no. funny you know funny games and strangers that you know this is it's leading somewhere that's going to be a great outcome as opposed to those other two movies which is just pure just uh, just nihilism like just nihilism yeah pure nihilism yeah. so like uh, um, I, like they're good people that get got in this movie but you, at the end there are there are certain character character characters that have plot armor and you're kind of glad for it in a way it's like yeah. okay i don't necessarily want to be drug into the heart of darkness with this one but they right. they do a good job of kind of keeping you right on the cusp of it yeah and uh, i i really like the um you know it, it felt like uh, the typical trope you know of girls being mean girls and you know picking on the girls that are quiet or picking on mm -hmm. the girls that are weird who draw a lot you know it, it's something we see typically throughout these movies um i think it's used well here it's not just a comment it's just not it's not used just to throw out say oh look at our heroine she's she's an outcast look how cool she is you know no this was I, I think it was used very well and then uh how everything comes to a point at the very end you know once the killers get their comeuppance and how it wraps up you know i guess i'll just say it that you know the demon and the her friend uh samantha samantha and what's her name uh clara uh, uh turn up to be friends at the end you know the demon and the the quiet girl and i thought that was a great ending for some reason i was yeah, just like was. That's, that's awesome you know i wonder what evil things are going to go on to in the future you know yeah it was I, it, it was a movie that knew what it wanted to accomplish it it it, it took time to really uh, it took you know the time and care to get into every individual character's motivations like um you know and, and it's weird as the movie went on uh, you know like you're you don't forgive the bad guys for their savagery because what they're doing is just unforgivable and terrible, yeah. but it, it kind of brings you into their world and into, to, to what makes them such fragile, broken people. And you understand them a bit better. And it's this yeah. confliction that that's, that's fun to go on as a, um, as a, as a movie viewer, you know, I don't want to oversell it, but it was, I was really pleasantly surprised with how um, consistent and fun and also kind of like challenging it was in all the right ways. It did everything yeah. that you want from a horror movie. It gave you all that stuff and it gave you stuff to think about after you've watched it, which is, uh, you know, kind of a lot of that to ask of a movie and, and you appreciate it when you get it. Yeah, and especially a low, you know, this is kind of a lower budget one, but I, I guess you would consider, but it's it's one of those things, and I, I think like you said, that there's, the characters are all layered. There's not, yeah. the, the, the killers you think, oh, they're just sadistic, killing people and smiling while they do it. Uh, yeah, there's the one guy that is like that, but, you know, he has his motivations, just like the rest of the killers have their, theirs, and there's layers to why they're doing it, and that's what I really yeah. appreciated, so... You know, even though you don't, you kind of want the kill a certain killer to die at the other time. You're like, ah, but you know, maybe there's some redemption for it, but there's really no redemption for him. But it's too late. It's too late thing. for that kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. So, um, uh, you know, and this is one of the interesting kind of quandaries that I have about our own podcast in a way is like, you know, if, if you haven't seen the movie yet, we probably ruined a lot of it for you. But at the same time, you know, there's 
like maybe you're one of these people that doesn't mind spoilers and you enjoy the kind of the evolution of this. We did yeah. warn you, but yeah. you know, I mean, it's like, it's, it's, it's impossible for us to talk about this stuff in the way that we do and as open and, and enthusiastically as we do without giving you spoilers. So that's just kind of the way it is. Right. I, I really hate talking in generality sometimes where yeah. I can't be specific about what I'm uh, talking about, especially when you enjoy a movie or yeah. you hate a movie as much as, you know, you, we do at times so yeah uh we'll definitely there'll definitely be a preliminary spoiler warning at the beginning of this but uh i guess that wraps up our three holiday yeah films it ran a bit long but that's a good thing in a way because it means that we had a lot to talk about it was really fun for me and um yeah as we go into the end of the year i just want to say you know like i really appreciate the audience and i appreciate all the work that you do i appreciate being able to to do this podcast with you it's it's been such a blast to be able to uh do this with with my buddy that i've known for so long and um i'm looking forward to uh wherever this journey journey takes us and i really appreciate everybody that's been on it with us so yeah yeah thank you so much man and uh, i've had such a blast over the this past year it, it's it's weird that if it's it hasn't been a full year yet but you know we for the majority of this year we've both been working on uh cinematic suffering and making it what it is now and uh, definitely couldn't have done it without you and your talent and uh me pinging ideas off of you and you kind of so much fun dude yeah i really enjoy it yeah i'm having a great time and 2024 is going to bring bigger and better things i I can know it i can feel it i can too yeah we're gonna have a keep on having a good time and and if you've commented on our videos in the past thank you so much for commenting if you like this video leave a comment below leave a thumbs up uh subscribe if you're listening to this on your favorite podcast platform please give us a a five-star review and if not a five-star review, then don't leave a review at all. <laughs> not very Christmas of you, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. Help the, help your fellow man. <laughs> uh, but to uh, everybody, uh, have a happy Merry Christmas. Uh, Quan's uh, and the rest. Festivus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Pray Satan. You know, Satan. everybody. You know. Yeah. Um, so until next time, thank you guys. And we'll catch you probably next year. Right? Which is not far away. Yes, far very away. soon. Well, thanks, Suffers. We love you. Bye, guys. Later. Blah, blah, blah. Bing, blah, blah. Bing, blah, blah. Bling, 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 bing, blah, blah. Bing, blah, This is a Christmas jingle, jingle, jingling, jing. I'm just doing it to the very end of this steam. How long can I keep this stupid toot